Did you ever play this variation on tag? I'm just having like a memory float to the surface, mm. which is apropos because it was called toilet tag. Did you ever play this? No. How dare you? Even <laughs> it's ask. a version of tag where someone like you have to like kneel and then someone has to like sit in order to get you back in the game. They have to sit on your on your knee and then pretend to flush the toilet and then you're back in the game. <laughs> that actually rules. <laughs> This is a real thing. <laughs> That's Becca, obviously a huge improvement. That? I don't know why everyone doesn't play that. Oh, you, be- yeah, Becca played it. And then you have to put out your hand. <laughs> oh, and then the person flushed. Oh, okay. I get it. That is awesome. It's just one of those many things that I missed out on um, not being allowed to have a childhood. All right. <laughs> I did it. Ready, ready for the bit this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm finally prepared for any bit. <laughs> uh, the first bit that I've actually done for an episode. Let's see if anyone knows. Hello and welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. <laughs> I'm Stuart Wellington, I'm... dude. <laughs> and I'm Elliot Kalen. I'm a little. <laughs> Oh, just a little, little nerdy guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm going to be annoying um, as a bit. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us, potentially new listeners, from our Flap House ad. I hope you didn't listen last week. I really phoned it in. I mean, I phone it in every week, like, on a, on a like, literal basis, because we connect over the internet and record it that way. But also, I was just, my brain was completely off um, all last week. So... Welcome. Cameron, can I guess your guys? Who who are your guys? I believe that's a popular question. Who are your guys? I want um I'm thinking specifically of Flophouse and My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um oh, like I've been of I've been getting three. caught up on my bim bam. Yes. It, it, the comedy rule of threes um works with people. And let me see if I can guess your guys for each of these okay, shows. Okay, please, please. I wanna say well I think Griffin McElroy is your guy for yeah, Mid Bam Bam. Definitely. Okay. I aspire. That's a slam dunk. Yes. Um, I want to say this is a bit of a dark horse, but I'm going to guess Elliot Kalen is your no. guy. No. I like Stuart. Oh, God. Okay. We have the same guys. <laughs> it's the only reason we get along at all, you and me. <laughs> if we had different guys, we'd uh. just be at each other's throats, just throwing punches left and right. You know, yeah. remember when, um, for a while, all these white women were saying that Lizzo is their spirit animal? Oh my God, yes, I do. <laughs> People are uh, still saying that Lizzo shit. Lizzo was like, you're so sweet, but <laughs> uh, she, was really, she was really classy about it, really nice about it. Um, uh, but all this time, it was right there, a perfect alternative. Mark Marin. Yes. He's been, who, who are your guys? <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing problematic about asking that or asking it in that way <laughs> with those exact words. I can't think of a single thing that anyone could object to. So I think he nailed it right from the get go. So pack it in. We're done here, everyone. We're going home. Well, um, my guys are the construction worker, <gasps> the GI. Oh my God. The cop. Uh, <laughs> and a couple others. I was, I was with. You. How about um, the one who looks like Boy George, the one who looks like Adam Ant, and the one who looks like other new romantic bands? I guess the guy from Spandau Ballet. 
I'm, oh, I'm saying that because I, I, this is a rebirth for the course. village people. They have, they've had a glow up. The village persons have become new persons. They have transitioned into a whole new presentation. Um, yeah, because they're cowards <laughs> and they won't make disco music anymore. <laughs> yes, but also I guess we're saying nobody that likes them Grace anymore. Grace Jones did the same thing. <laughs> yes, I mean, at a certain point, I felt disco was pretty untenable, and um, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot less of um, a like throwback or nostalgia. Mark. Like I feel like now. Um, you could get away with like you could probably make a living playing disco, disco music, sure. Um, sure. but that wasn't true up until not that long ago, and that's true for a lot of like you know, sort of thought of as like outdated or extinct genres of like oh yeah we've moved on from there, um, like you know soul music or something um, at least in the minds of like white audiences um, I think the idea was just like, oh yeah, you know, that's like old music. We've moved on. We're on to this like new stuff now. Um, and whether that's like Latin pop influence stuff in like the early two uh-huh. thousands or like, you know, grunge or whatever. Um, and for this band, the village peoples, it is new wave. They're on, yes. they're on the bandwagon. They're bandwagoning the new wave. Um, and they take that new way, that new wave sound. And they do it very consistently the entire time. <laughs> they really develop their, they make it their own, you know, Cameron? They like really make it theirs and yeah. they're really, they don't sound uncomfortable or just out of their element or completely lost at all. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, they definitely don't resort to uh, making commercials for, for free <laughs> on spec. <laughs> and, <Again. laughs> and Weird Al songs on spec. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um they were signed to Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. It's not a good album. Yeah. But it is an interesting album. And it, it is. is I think we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. They were signed to Casablanca Records. Uh that's where um uh the two uh business owners <laughs> the, the 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 twin CEOs of this company that is village people, that's where they're from. Um but when the label went out of business, RCA signed the group in 1981 with plans to rebrand them as a new wave band. David Hodo, the construction worker, recalled in a 2014 interview with Pop Matters that the RCA executives does. were... Yeah, oh, by definition. <laughs> uh, passing around ideas for how to restyle the group. One idea was for each member <laughs> to wear a colorful, monochromatic, fringed leather bodysuit which Hodo deemed awful. The second look that the label proposed, which the group agreed to, was a new romantic look, which was like Adamant and Spandau Ballet. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. That was the better of two choices. Um, excuse me, what the fuck? I mean, they're both very good choices. But how the f- yeah, how, they how sound can great. you be? How can you be a self-respecting gay man and say that a bunch of coordinated... Differently colored fringe leather bodysuits are awful. How can you say that? Come on. I want to wear a hard hat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, oh my god, yeah. I I I wonder. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find um if there's like any photos leaked from that. Um, I can't fucking find anything. God damn it. Um. Oh, also, I should introduce the show. It's the um. It's think outside the box. It's the internet's only outrage machine. And the person I actually am is Maddie Hunt. I I haven't I haven't been Dan McCoy this entire time. I fooled you, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I thought your performance could have been a little bit more put upon and um, <laughs> slow <laughs> and, uh, and Lug- lugubrious, and, I believe, is, is the word yeah. that most springs to mind when it comes to Dan McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of um, uh, l- lovely... Lovely words, lovely <laughs> words that no humans normally speak. Uh, in a review for Billboard magazine, the editors praised the album's mellifluous harmonies. <laughs> really? <laughs> what did they? What does that mean? Do you know? I've I've heard this word before, but I actually don't know what that means. I believe it just basically means pretty, right? Um, God. <laughs> but also, like often pretty in sort of musical way, um, sweet or musical, pleasant to hear. <laughs> Is, is how it's defined. It sounds bad. It sounds evil. It sounds like malevolent. Uh, yeah. hmm. Not as much as, um, oh God, what's the one? What's the one that means strong? That sounds, I don't know. They're, I can't think of words anymore. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fun words that are yes. just extra bonus words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, music critics like to use. Oh, yes. Uh, they really I've love their vocabulary. I'll say it again. The only uh, appropriate way to review music is to, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, speak unedited at length for hours in podcast form every week. And it's how? It's the only good way to do it. Absolutely. Uh, they commended the lead single five o'clock in the morning as an ethereal piece of work, but criticized the album as not edifying. Not edifying. <laughs> I don't know about that. Are we back in church? God what the fuck? I have not. <laughs> yeah. Did you say God whistle? Because that's sort of <laughs> sort of how, how I think of it also. Uh, and then uh, a friend of the show, Stephen Thomas Erlewine of oh All God, Music, gave the album one star out of five and deemed it an embarrassment that should never have seen the light of day. God, he's so fucking dramatic. The, yeah. <laughs> Shut <God>. the fuck up, <laughs> Stephen. It's so funny Steve. that like... Men have always been like, oh, women are like so emotional and like dramatic and stuff. And then they do fucking shit like this. <laughs> Men are just uh, such fucking drama queens, Cameron. Yeah, Steve, yeah, he's totally hysterical. Steven said um, <laughs> that this album lacks kitsch value, which. Um, I don't know about that. I believe that's I think basically the only thing it has to offer. <laughs> to, to be had. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like, what else? What else do you even, could you even get from this? <laughs> so there's a new songwriter for this album, Fergie Fredrickson. Excuse and me. And I have one question to ask you. Do you think that this album is Fergalicious? <laughs> I mean, by definition, it must be, right? <laughs> um, I have no more jokes to make of it. No more jokes prepared. I don't know anything about the Black Eyed Peas. Maybe we should talk about them. Yeah. That's Fergie, right? I think. Then she had a solo career, I believe. But I don't remember yeah. if it was under 
the, the name it's Fergie and Fergie. Will I am and Apple Diab Apple Diab that sounds familiar I is, is I, one of them I mean you're convincing me I believe you um, okay anyhow so um let's get into it let's um on this show we just like talk about artists entire discographies um and we go through and listen to snippets of the songs and talk about them. We, we listen to a bad song and talk about it. Hey. Um, the first one to listen to is called Do You Want to Spend the Night? Will you have this dance with me? I've watched you here for hours and I've waited patiently. I feel my passion pounding and my heart beats just for you. The evening is still young, sweet darling. What you gonna do? Do you want to spend? Kind of like that. A little sound. different. Yeah, it's very, what we're used it's to. Very different sound from um, older village people. Oh God, the, the cover of this album is so hilarious. Sorry, it's staring me right in the face. I'm on the genius right now. Yeah, speak Be- on that. <laughs> because <clears throat> okay, here here's my supposition. The label was like, all right, we want them to make, we want them to look like new romantics. Like they should look like friggin' Boy George and Spandau Ballet and Adam Ant and all these people and stuff. And the person doing the makeup and the costumes had only ever seen Kiss and just tried to extrapolate from Kiss into the <laughs> they new do romantic just look. look. Like kiss, don't they? Very Kiss style makeup, very Kiss style costumes. Also, those are not new romantics style costumes, really. Um, I mean, have you seen photos of Adam Ant, like especially back in no, his heyday? No. Uh, yeah, I don't actually know anything about Adam Ant. Um, you might know a couple of his songs. Oh my God! I'm gonna. Oh fuck! Oh Jesus Christ! Be still my fart. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I actually do. You have leave. a sound sample? No, I just have a, a photo that I'm gonna put in the. Um, uh, we have a Discord, everyone. You should join the Discord. Um, and uh, we have a little channel that we can send each other stuff. And um, I'll also we'll put a link to it in show notes. But it's a photo of Adam Ant from his um, heyday. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got like sort of a line across his uh, his face, and I can't tell if it's sort of invoking or appropriating um, football or indigenous Americans. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. what the purpose is. It is a um, white line in, and not a yeah. black line. So that is something. And. Um, uh, he is from the uh, the Britain, the not so great Britain. <laughs> got him. Um, <laughs> drag him. Drag him. We got him. Um, and uh, yeah, like. he, he did a lot of like um, remixing of like um, military uniforms from like the 17 and 1800s, which also allowed him to get into some like lots of fine foppery and like lacy like um cuffs and like all kinds of fun stuff and nowadays he's got a little bit more of a um johnny depp look which is not my favorite um Uh but back in the day um you might know a few of his songs um let's see maybe i'll pull one up on spotify um friend or foe 
Um, let's see. Goody Two Shoes is his what? Is his highest played song? That's the only one that I'm familiar with because there's this moment in the Adventure Zone Balance where um, Merle is gifted the Adamant Spanner and he says the Adam Ant Spanner <laughs> and then he sings Goody Two Shoes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's the only cultural reference I have for it. I mean, it is a, it is a bop. There's so much like good horn work on Adamant Records. This wow, got wacky. Yeah. Those drums. Interesting. Huh. Is there a chorus this song? There it is. Interesting. I wouldn't. I don't drink. Don't smoke. Yeah. Don't hide in the bushes. (laughs) Exactly. Man, I would not have thought that would be like his highest plate. I, I think friend or foe is probably a better song than that. But um, yeah. Anyway, I have that album on vinyl. It fucking rules. Friend, friend or foe. Um, And also, he had he had a band called Adam and the Ants um, for a while. I think before his solo stuff. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, anyway, yes. So, so this song, do you yeah, want to spend the night? I guess we'll talk about the song. Ju- I just want to talk like about It's like a Adam pretty straightforward proposi- proposition for sex and romance, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. The party's nearly over. Will you have this dance with me? I feel my passion, darling, and my heart beats just with you. The evening is to the fantasy. Tell them what you're going to do. Um, uh, yeah. Do you want to be, do you want to spend the night? <laughs> That's the idea of the song. It's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. And it's, um, it's very, very um, pointedly not gendered in any way. And has, as far as I can tell, oh, yeah. no clue as to gender. There are no perfunctory girl, girl, or woman, right. or mm-hmm. lady, or anything like that. Yes. Um, at times, I thought this album was like a, a bit of return to form for the gayness. Um, that was also what, when I thought the song was Big Man instead of Big Mac, which changes <laughs> yeah, sure. the song a lot. Quite a lot. Um, do you want to talk about Five O'Clock in the Morning? Yeah, I don't have much to say about this song. Let's talk okay. about this next song, which is the only one that critics liked. Really? Oh. Alone. It's five o'clock in the morning. The city is awaking. I don't want to go to sleep.
I mean, it's not bad for this sound. Um, sure. I will also say that this is 1981. I mean, the village people are getting in pretty early on some of these sounds, you know? Um, yeah. It's, like, I think it feels more new wave, more accurate new wave to me than some of the like disco stuff that they did that felt like not the best disco I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah, totally. <laughs> They're like, I can do disco. I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like that Adam Ant re- record we were just listening to came out the following year in 1982. Um, so I, I kind of appreciate how early they're bandwagoning. Um, there's always like something nice about that. Um, this is um, a... It's an interesting song because it's it's like a post breakup. Like I'm, I fucked up. I hurt the one who loves me, um, and then when I just turned and walked away, um, and then he's just like wandering around. Five o'clock in the morning. The city seems so empty. He wanders the streets alone. The city is awaking. Um, I, I mean, I, I kind of appreciate the like that vibe and like the desolate sort of um, mood in the song. Um, there's some weird lyrics. Five o'clock in the morning is a very specific time. It is a very specific time. It's an hour after the bars close in New York. Oh, Maybe. Maybe that's so it. They all close at four. They close at four in the morning. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I, last, I, last I heard, that was the like law. Yeah. It, you know, there's this line, I don't want to go to sleep alone. It's like, it's fucking five o'clock. I don't think you're going to make it happen <laughs> if you haven't found someone to make it happen with. Uh, it's yeah. a little over. Yeah, especially if you're wandering around all alone. Like, uh, yeah. Maybe you could find a particularly friendly uh, feral cat or a raccoon <laughs> of some kind. <clears throat> um, um, can we talk about the key change? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to play my own sound sample. We'll see how uh, this goes. Here we go. The inaugural me playing my own sound samples. I've been using OBS. I got my audio monitors oh, going. BS, let's, Cameron. <laughs> let's see if this fucking works. Okay, here we go. So the thing I uh, want to talk about is that this is a really interesting key change. Uh, I've identified what I think might be like a disco trope because disco, uh, because village people use it so much, is uh, which is um, having a parallel major and minor. Having the parallel minor for the verse, like let's say the verse is in C minor, and then it would go to C major for the chorus. Um, that seems to be something, uh, a device, a harmonic device that they use all the time. Uh, this song does something different. The verse is in um, G minor, and the chorus is in C major, which I think is a peculiar key change because they're not related. They're not that far apart in the circle of fifths, but they're not related. And um, it feels different because of that. Uh, So Uh here you can, I think if I remember right, you can hear in this sound sample, the chorus going into, uh, into the verse. And I believe it gets there through a um a secondary dominant you know the chorus is in c major and it goes to a d major and uh goes to g minor (laughs) 
Did it? I've already failed. Here it goes. Okay, so I decided to use as my soundboard uh, iTunes, and that's that's on me. Cameron, what are you doing? It, <laughs> Don't do that. It automatically... Help me! <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm leaving that in for humility's oh sake. This is it was like the audio um, equivalent of like um, that scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where the the, the machine there there's writing is like starts spewing out like soap like bubbles everywhere and it's like the machine's like burping and like falling apart and nice. exploding and everything. That is that is the only I thing it. I could think of. You're Daedalus. I'm Icarus. <laughs> point made yes anyway it goes from uh the g minor or it goes from the c major back to g minor which is a weird key change and that was engaging to me mm. i wasn't expecting that i had to i couldn't figure that out like on my own without a piano i had to like mm. go figure it out while we were listening to the sound sample so that's cool yeah is that new wave i don't know i don't know icarus i hardly knew her or us <laughs> oh no reaction okay Moving on, <laughs> Fireman. You wanna let your body go? You're trying to hold back. You can't fight your desire. So come on now, honey. Let's jump into the fire. And there'll be no stopping. Cause I'm your fireman. Honey, there's no stopping. You better grab some while you can. And there'll be no stopping. Cause I'm your fireman. Honey, there's no stopping. There's one masculine archetype that the village people most certainly does not have now at this point in 1981 yeah. but also never had and yeah. it's the firemen which the real heroes the real the real heroes thank you for your service um i mean is i mean it, seriously <laughs> yeah, i mean like, yeah i've heard so many stories of like uh uh firemen uh being fire like, people fire persons fire people being like <laughs> Seriously, fuck the cops. They try to like <laughs> associate themselves with us, but I love that. that. No, yes. <laughs> Our job is actually necessary because sometimes um, it's a, it is a real threat. Things get set on fire, and we have to fucking save the day. Yes, and we cannot. We actually can't be replaced by social workers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Unless Cameron, what oh, if they're gosh. extremely buff social workers? who hang out in a what? house all in a group. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of dudes, social workers who like bunk together. This is a song about how the village people definitely know what a fireman is and does. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a, just a really effective metaphor. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they explore the metaphor and uh, it's just like a really, just really tight imagery metaphorical weight behind the profession of yeah. the public service that is I mean, uh, firefighting. It's modern day poetry is what it is. I mean, yeah. it, it deconstructs the idea of what is a fireman. And it starts by not even engaging with what a fireman actually is or means <laughs> and just goes from there. And I think that's a brave and bold modernist choice, postmodernist choice, one might even say, um, for the village people to make. Um, and that's, that's what I call literature, volume 135. Um, yeah. Um, do you remember um, that one time that 
you were being saved from a burning building by a fireman and they said in my dreams come on now honey let's jump into the fire (laughs) again in my (laughs) dreams it was it was terrifying um yeah (laughs) it's why i mean i get what they're going for but why can't you just be like i'm your firebug or i'm your arsonist or you know there's other there's other words you can use that are not like literally the opposite of what you're talking about or trying to use it for sure and i know you're like trying to specifically sexualizing the disaster that is a fire yes i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty like um new and like fresh metaphor but for them, flames sort of echo the heat of desire, Cameron. And I know that's not like a metaphor we've really heard on this show before, um, but <laughs> I, th- I, I can follow it at least. Definitely has nothing to do with the fact that fire rhymes with desire. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and higher. Um, yeah. The fire is burning. You feel it down below. I know what that means. It Here- means the crotch is on fire. <laughs> Which is um, a ginger. Your passion is boiling. I see it on your face. You have boils. <laughs> and you're sweating a lot. <laughs> oh, you sweaty piece of shit. <laughs> you sweaty, horny piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god. What a weird, baffling song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the song sucks, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Cameron, you better grab First some money. First thought, best thought. <laughs> You better grab some while you can. What is that It's about mean? looting a burning building. <laughs> I don't know. Like on a on a more literal so level, like bad. you better pursue your own pleasure before I bust, and then I'm just not gonna be doing any more stuff with you or something. Is that what? I don't know. And then I fall. And then I honk some shoes immediately to sleep. <laughs> honk you, honk you, honk you, honk you. Um, Jungle City, or did we skip that one? Um, wait, I want to play a sound sample. Oh, I'm going to okay. try it again. <laughs> Here we go. I'm ready with the pause button. Yes. Here we go. Fool me once. Uh, so Shame there, on you. Fool me once. <laughs> there's some fire alarms and uh, fire station bells. Here we go. Those are old school. Oh, oh my Big God. Mac is starting. Cameron, Fuck. Cameron, Cameron, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep getting away oh, with no. it. Okay, listeners write in with the app that you use. Isn't there like, isn't like Stream Deck or something? Isn't, doesn't know. that do it? Like, I mean, I use one that's only on Did you at least Mac. be charmed about how excited I was about... <laughs> Being oh, I am, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm very charmed. I mean, this is like watching, like a. Clumsy I'm a STEM girl. <laughs> this is like watching a little clumsy puppy like fall off of a rubber ball. It's like very cute and very endearing. <laughs> but also, I'm a little bit concerned for that puppy. I hope you're okay, puppy. Okay, I'll fix it by next week. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, that's it. Let's talk about Jungle City. Yes. Oh, yes, we should talk about this, shouldn't we? Uh, Jungle City.
Cameron, do you know what the longest word in the English language is? No. It smiles because there's a mile between each of those S's. Oh. Oh. Ah. 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 What a what an opening line for the song. Country is all I can see, just buildings in me. When I think of the country, I think lots of buildings. And then they make it they they mention three different biomes slash environments in the first two lines. Standing here in the jungle. They go from the country to the city to the jungle. Boom, boom, boom. Dizzying. Again, poetry. Um, and we got more of that classic, like, like staccato um, em- emphasis. Emphasis is all weird. And it's all on different syllables than you'd think. Classic village people trope. Uh yeah, I I just checked to see, and this somehow came out before the film Koyaanisqatsi. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that like maybe they just saw it and they're like, oh my god, the Twinkie Factory, the hot dogs, <laughs> we gotta write a song. But uh, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Phil oh Glass god. heard this album. Oh my god, Phil was like, it is like a jungle. <laughs> um. I, I love there's a sy- yeah. systemic analysis of the of the situation in the jungle city. Sure. Um, crime is here everywhere. Some people don't care. It's the law of the jungle. Jungle crimes. Jungle crimes. <laughs> the yeah. law of the jungle is crime. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, Think that's what they're it. saying. That's what that is literally what they're saying. Cameron, you're right. Fuck. Oh my god. I'm having a wow. Whoa. Who's going to stop all these brain. jungle crimes? We need jungle <laughs> cops. Now. <laughs> They're enforcing jungle law, which is crime. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not like regular <laughs> cops who never loop. commit crimes. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Uh, jungle City. Jungle um, City. There are actual jungle cities, so- right? I mean, I mean, well, I think we've had this this talk on this show of like, what does the word jungle mean except uh, a colonialist uh, white, like a, a colonialist, colonialist place in the white imagination of just like, ah, uh, the, you didn't the, chop the down all the trees. Yeah. You, oh no. You haven't, you haven't <laughs> murdered, fuck? you haven't murdered all the wildlife yet. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it is really sad that like this idea of the, you know, the jungle is like, they think that the jungle just is actual unfettered capitalism. Like, um, that they're like, what if there weren't complex systems and everyone having their own sort of ways to defend themselves and there wasn't like balance? Um, you know? Yeah. Why not be just like, <laughs> like the jungle? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. as if like even the tiniest little frogs didn't have like, Poison, uh, on poison. Them. other animal pals. All the animals knew. Don't fuck with that tiny little animal because we will die. Yeah. You know, um, or and also like, just like I don't know. animal pals and like friends and like they're working together and they're like friends with other species. A lot of times, you know, yeah, there's a lot of pals in the jungle. Is what I'm saying. This should call it uh, pal city. Uh, also. There's this idea that like um, s- that like urban living is is especially uh cutthroat and 
jungle-like as if like rural living isn't also <laughs> extremely like uh dangerous and like poverty doesn't exist in rural right. settings uh and then not for nothing but like the most like cutthroat and like awful people live in like suburbs and exurbs yeah and like gated communities those are the people who act like this fantasy of the jungle looking at you lake oswego right mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Shout out to my friend who had like one of the the best um, like folk yes. uh, 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 folk house concert series uh, in in the general Portland area and got fucking like narked on by their neighbors oh with no conversations, no letters, yes. and now they have to hold it at a venue and oh, like dramatically it. increase the overhead and stuff uh, because fuck. fucking lick us we go uh, right god damn it i didn't realize that that had happened i i had they had told us that like i ended up in conversation with both of them at uh, different points but they had like mentioned that their neighbors were fucking wannabe cops and you know, calling <laughs> the cops um god that sucks <clears throat> okay can we talk about action man we can uh, this we is my must. favorite song This oh, is yeah. the stupidest song, and it's my favorite song. Yes. <laughs> I got a message from the Action Man. I hope you're happy. I'm happy. Sorry, hope you're happy, too. I've loved all I've needed to love. Sorted details following. Recognize are, that? Wait. You recognize that no. one? No. Okay. No. Um, that's from Ashes to Ashes, the sequel to Space Oddity from David oh. Bowie. Um, and I believe that's the reason the guy in the Venture Brothers is named Action Man. It's like, it was an oh, obscure good. David Bowie reference. Um, huh. Yeah. Well, Action Man is also like a, an action figure, right? Yes. This is a commercial written on spec. This is like, oh, hopefully, <laughs> right. oh, hopefully this can be like in the background of some kid like knocking over like a plastic playset with like a plastic missile or something. Oh my God. Please right. pay us And money. also this sounds pretty gay <laughs> and they drop the metaphor immediately and it's yes. about wanting to party. <laughs> Turn on my switch, and you will see. Uh, uh, it it makes uh, me laugh and kiss. So grab me, please. I like um, the idea of something making me kiss. <laughs> There's something, like, linguistically about that. Oh, don't stop, I'll kiss. <laughs> yes. Um, I dance, I sing, I am really fun. I mean, these sounds really fun. We'll, we'll dance and sing and, and shout out. date play. I'm with is the right one. <laughs> <laughs> I accept. <laughs> um, when we step out, you'll have no doubt. The action man knows what it's all about. I'm sure that we will steal the scene. You'll see that I'm just a party machine. God. Talk about a song just constructed entirely of placeholder lyrics. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah, Give this song something. is pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> also... It is worth noting that um, it's like a, one of the most obvious Devo ripoffs I've ever heard. 
Yeah. Um, like, uh, what's that? Um, oh, uh, no, what's that? Maybe it's not Devo, girl. I want to be with you. What song? Oh, that's The Kinks. It sounds musically like The Kinks. Um, God damn it. YouTube. To be with you in the daytime. Girl. Yeah, so like, it, the, the song itself sounds like that, but then they just like put a sheen of Devo over it. Um, yeah, so they like uh, do something to the vocals in the verses that make it sound like it's someone singing over the phone. Or maybe more specifically, like the ultra-compressed, low-resolution sound of uh, a toy that talks in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, can you, pl- can you play a sample of that? Do we have, do we have that? Was that in the um, sound sample that you played? I don't know. Let me see. Um, it is I so funny try. they called it. What's that? <laughs> I suppose I could try. I might fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm there. I'll try it. Okay. No, that was in the sound sample. Yeah, let's just listen to that again. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's that classic Devo sound. Yeah. Um, when a problem comes along, you must whip it. Um, right, where, right. Um, girl, you want. Um, yeah, when did the song Whip It come out, though? 1980. Okay, so like a year before. Yeah. They're really the first ones on the bandwagon. They're quick bandwagoners, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you gotta respect that. Um, speaking of respect, you wanna talk about Big Mac? Yes. Yes. The lyrics on the genius are are very wrong, <laughs> um, because he clearly just sang, "When I'm hungry, I need a cure. So when I first get into town, I just track those arches down," meaning you know the golden oh arches. My God. On the genius, it says, "So when I first get into town, I just drink those patches down," <laughs> which That's ma- what makes no <laughs> sense, no fucking sense at all. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> um. How do I, can I edit that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have not figured out how to do things on the genius, except to Pyong or anti-Pyong. Um, I like that they say, um, they talk about sushi bars in Japan. <laughs> you know, those famous bars where you like order a Sapporo and like some sashimi <laughs> at the bar. It's good uh, bar foods, uh, sushi. I I honestly I am too ignorant about Japanese culture to know uh, what is what the context is for that kind of thing. So I'll just have to take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe that they are trying to use the culturally appropriate term from Japan for sure. sushi places. I believe they are just coming up with trying to come up with a single syllable word for like a sushi restaurant, and they just like sell right. it on bar. <laughs> 
a bar. They, they should have said sushi joint. <clears throat> sushi dive. Um, and the, on the genius, it says, from the sushi bars in Japan to a crazy dart in Notre Dame. I don't think that's those are the correct lyrics. Um, a dart? Yes. A dart Sometimes in Notre Dame. Sometimes it's like, why are these genius annotators even trying? Yeah, like what? You just like, like put unintelligible in like brackets or something. I've seen you do it before in other places. Just go for it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a Big Mac commercial. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They're selling out. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're like well, not I'm even not selling the kind. out. They're trying to sell out and failing, Cameron. That's that's like even worse. It's it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah first first the YMCA, then the Navy. <laughs> yes. They're just on a. Uh, well, I'm not the kind. Like, then slope. women. <laughs> then women. Yeah. <laughs> As a concept. Uh, well, I'm not the kind to raise oh a God. fuss. But I know what it takes to please me. Mm-hmm. Not a taco that's hot, hot off the grill. There's a double or spicy dishes served in Brazil, I bet. I bet. I bet they eat spicy food in Brazil, right? They must. Probably. They're, they're down exotic. south of the border or something. Um, hey, Cam, you ever have grilled tacos? I don't know anything tacos? about Brazilian cuisine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you love grilled tacos, Cameron? Just grab the whole taco, slap it on the grill, grill it up. Yum, yum. You build the whole taco, then throw it on, and it falls onto the coals, and then you just sort of pick it out as best you can. Yeah. Now, that's what I call tacos. Um, that's Now, that's a taco. That's a taco. Uh, but when I'm driving in a hurry, cool, cool way to phrase that, and my eyes start getting blurry, huh. Ain't no need to think it's the end. There's a fortune around the bend. Nothing's better, nothing's better, nothing's better than a big man. A fortune around the bend. When's oh the last God. time you had a Big Mac, Maddie? I don't know if I've ever had a Big Mac in my entire life. Actually. I've had a couple of I'm one of those platinum. Macs. I think that's that's uh, I think they call it platinum lesbian when you haven't had a Big Mac. <laughs> 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 Uh, you know, I'm usually anti-gatekeeping with uh, lesbianism, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know if I ever have had a Big Mac. How about you? Have you had a large Mac Yeah, I've had recently? like a couple, a couple um, medium to big Macs mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Recently? We were kind of like weirdly more of a Burger King family. Oh, okay. Which is like meaningless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were from the Wendy's faction. Okay, more than very anything. good. Frosties, yeah. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's hard to imagine. Large that was a max. long time ago. Bon 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 bons. Fluffy ruffs. <laughs> bon 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 bons. During dinner mints. <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes to um, Brian Butterfield Diet. And speaking of we, diet, Cameron. We sure will. Oh, oh my, my God, God. Here we yeah. go. This the, the last like three songs of this album are the, the, like a, um, a concept um, album, like, like a mini concept song cycle. Um, they just flow into each other so easily and smoothly. And here's the second one called Diet.
had more of that Devo sound. And woof. This one's a rough one. Yeah. I I want to like, I don't know. <laughs> it, this is one of those things where it's like it's a product of its time. And uh-huh. like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to excuse fat phobia and like uh, eating disorder, which... Um, Disordered eating, that's what dieting, um, like, 99% of the time is. I feel like, by um, definition, like, that's, that's kind of what it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't know. They didn't have maintenance phase. They didn't have sawbones. They didn't have access to, like, the ideology that we have now or the science. Uh, and they were, I don't know. They are deep in it. Um, uh-huh. But... You, you yeah, know who this else is a little didn't bit have of a rough access lesson. to maintenance phase or the ideology we have now? All the other songwriters at the time, either. And most of them That's did not true. write a song called <laughs> Diet. I've inc- never heard a song about this before. I mean, That's it sounds a good like, fucking point. It's, I feel like it's kind of like um, a Weird Al song or like one of those knockoff Weird Al songs that showed up on like LimeWire that were attributed to Weird Al, but were just like some, you know, morning zoo DJs like yeah. doing the. A parody of um, Kokomo called Camel Toe or something. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, like s- somewhere in here, I want to be like, I don't know, really careful about it. It's so insidious, like all of these ideologies that like, and fat, anti-fat bias and stuff that like, I don't know where it'll creep up in the language that I use. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's, totally. it's, it's a type of, it's a type of, um, it's a type of like wokeness that people aren't even actually rewarded for having. Um, oh, yeah. And that's the worst type. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so if it's I like, I don't even know. Cookies, what's even the point? <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is there, there aren't, like real social consequences yet for like, and I say yet, hopefully aspirationally, you uh-huh. know, for our culture, like for, for being um, anti-fat. Um, but um, s- I guess what I want to say is somewhere in here, there is a song about the insidious nature of like the, uh, the industrialization of snacking and food and, um, and commercialism and and something. I, I hear you. I mean, I think that's part of the theme of the song. Um, I think part of the part one of the themes of the song is like, and it's a little bit buried, but like, yeah, the the foods available to us and the ways that we are like, like eating is culturally constructed, or that like commercials tell us yeah. to eat, um, etc., are like changing and becoming a lot less healthy, um, but. It's also putting it's putting the onus on the individual. Cameron, the and, last line um, of the song, except for them spelling out the word diet, is "Don't you know you got to diet, or you're gonna roll away." Roll away, yeah. It's it get it's really nasty. Like it at one point. Yeah. Um, I don't. I should have taken a, a, a sample of this, but at one point they like go into like spoken word. Like, and it's almost like a like little skit or something. It's like, and he's like, all right, everybody down in your stomachs, 20 pushups, 200 sit-ups, get the sweat out, get the lead out. Let's see ya. Lose those pounds and fatties. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 So there's the, 
as they often talk about in in the show maintenance phase there's the 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 po- the positionality of the song the assumptions made in the song is that you want to be as fuckable as possible in the eyes of the dominant culture mm-hmm. um or else you will be punished and that is the real threat of this song they're not talking about your own relationship with your eating habits or with your um with your nutrition or with your health divorced from the idea of, you know, these made up concepts of obesity or fatness, you know, mm-hmm. like um, they're not talking about any of that. They're talking about sort of the social risks within the constructs of our culture. Um, you know, um, something that I, I, I take that I really appreciated recently. Uh, this is on TikTok. is someone was more like TikTok, uh, am I right? Talk, more like, TikTok. Um, <laughs> someone was talking about like how much it roasted Whoa. breaks, how much it breaks people's brains. Um, Lizzo being popular just is so unacceptable to so many people. Yes, that's true. Um, because uh, Lizzo is at the moment, as far as I know, the most uh, celebrated fat person um, in in the culture, and. Um, you know, people are like, we can't be like excusing this, you know, or celebrating this. Like, this yeah. is unhealthy. And it's like, this is one of the most active people in popular culture. Like, this person is putting on hours long shows and dancing and performing and singing and being an influencer. This is an extremely active, healthy person. Um, at least in terms of like how high functioning they are, if that is how you want to measure health, yes, which even yeah, that ca- is like, yes, yes, fucked. Cameron. But do we know that Lizzo is not sleeping with Twinkies on her mind and candy driving her insane with food on her brain and that there's ice cream by the pound and she's hiding junk food all around. Do we know that that's not true of her? Hmm? Those are lines from the song, by the way, I'm not just being shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this all makes me want to watch that movie, um, Heavyweights again. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but I remember the kind of point of that movie. It's about a fat camp, but it's a fat camp that's run by people who are like pretty empathic until it gets taken over by Ben Stiller, who is like a health fascist. And then they like drive him insane and and torture him psychologically until he leaves. And then they can continue having fat camp be a place of solidarity as opposed to a place to be cured of their like condition. Oh my God. Wow. That's what I remember. I'm not saying everything is held up in that movie. Yeah. But I remember that was, uh, Tim Blake Nelson's in it. Holy shit. Oh, the kid from Mighty Ducks is in it also. Jeffrey Tambor, Jerry Stiller, obviously. Keenan Thompson's in it. Um, Paul Feig. Wow. Keenan okay. Thompson. I wonder how that yeah. movie would hold up. I mean, it sounds kind of delightful, like the way you describe it. Um, yeah. I remember that being kind of the rhetorical purpose of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. I, you know, it was so, also the 90s. Right. So maybe it's fucked, but. Yeah. So, the, I mean, I, I, I believe that you're you're right that, like, the person who's addressed in the song is like the implicit cost, the implicit like damage to them or threat to them is not being fuckable. Um, 
It's not yeah. super explicit in the lyrics. Um, but one thing that is like very clear is like the blame is placed on you. It's your fault. And it's this like moral right. rot that's like taking over your life. You eat all right. the time. Sleep with Twinkies on your mind. Candy driving you insane. Foods on your brain. Ice cream by the yeah. pound. You're hiding junk food all around. Your belly grows more every day. Health's on its way. Sure. With a diet. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's just like, it's so vicious to be like, yeah, you fucking fatty. I bet you're like hiding candy everywhere. And you, the only thing you ever think about is like Twinkies. And it's just like taking over your entire yeah. mind. It's like, so, yeah. that's really awful. It's really awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the only like, yeah, the, the only thing of like, that I like, I want in this conversation, um, the nuance that I want in this conversation is that like people should be able to, should be encouraged gently with empathy to have, um, non dissociative, uh, like relationships with their own bodies and with food. Sometimes that means that you are going to be, um, very skinny. And sometimes that means you're going to be fat. Uh, but that isn't a measure of health. Um, but that there is like, there are other ways to measure your health and happiness than um, a scale. And that is worth addressing. And that is worth thinking about. Mm -hmm. But if you're only like motivating, um, you know, if your only motivation is the social pressure of like anti-fatness, that is an inescapable pit. Right. Um, yes. You'll never you know, be skinny of, enough for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and it's such a shame because there are people who are skinny who I think could benefit from, from thinking critically about the, their relationships to their own bodies and their own and, and food and nutrition and like the way that they feel and what they want. Um, and there are people who are are not skinny who could also benefit from that, but can't. Are like there's these all these societal obstacles and shame kind of getting in the way of them, like you know, engaging with yeah, actually their own Oops. desires and their own r real fuckability and sexual capital if they adjust the way that they perceive power. Mm -hmm. um, so. Anyway, this song makes me sad. I don't feel... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, it's like it is a product of its time, but also it is really weird that they decided to write a song about this. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick look at um, Fat by Weird Al Yankovic um, to see if it is worse or better than this song. Um, yeah. Uh, and actually, um, I'll shout out... Uh, the TV show Work in Progress, which Lily Wachowski worked on, um, has a couple great scenes where one of the characters um, confronts Weird Al about the song Fat and is like, hey, this song was really damaging and like caused a lot of damage for me and like haunted me for my entire life. Um, and he, he like, like basically is, is, you know, it publicly like apologizes and is confronted. Um, oh, God. This Some is really racism bad. in this one. Racism. Well. Oh my god! Oh no! The last <laughs> line of the first verse. 
Ugh. Yeah. I've never used a phone booth. Oh, no. When I'm going to the movies, I take up seven rows. Well. Hyperbole. Yeah, I mean, God, okay. I mean, it it, it definitely, like, gets into the territory of, like, your mama jokes of, like. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, it gets like cosmic, cosmic scale at like certain points. Like, <laughs> it gets like eldritch horror. Levels. Yeah, it does. It really does. Fatness, which yeah. at, a, like, at a certain point, it's like slay. Yeah, <laughs> like go there. You know. Yeah, I mean, and this I feel is problematic, like, but it's turning into inspiring. And I feel like the 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 song "Fat" by Weird Al is like harder to take seriously than this diet song. Like, Diet Song is, like, fucking goofy, but you know they're not, like, having fun in the lyrics in the way that Weird Al is, at least a little bit. And, like, because Weird Al is, like, clearly, um, is, like, hyperbole and knows he's, like, exaggerating. But I don't think the village people think that they are exaggerating. (laughs) I think they really think, like, oh, this is how it is. Yeah. You're always just thinking about Twinkies because you're a big porker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least Anyhow. it's clear in his lyrics that he wants to make stupid jokes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the main purpose, is he wants, like, uh, groaners. Uh-huh. And not to actually... Oh, this literal, um, literal Yo Mama joke. When I sit around the house, I really sit around the house. Sit around the house. Oh, boy. Um, anyhow, last song okay. real quick, Food Fight? Yeah. Let's do it. Talk about bandwagoning. Right? Yeah. They like not only get on the new wave, they're like, what if we just like did punk too? And it was also kind of new wave also. The relationship between like punk and new wave has always like kind of mystified me because like both the Ramones and Talking Heads got their start at CBGB's. And for a long time, people like kind of lumped the genres together. Like, oh yeah, punk and new wave and like all this stuff. And they don't really sound that much alike. Um, they can be combined like in this song. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's sort of a punk. I think this song's fun. (laughs) It's very silly. It's, this song is silly to you. Oh my God. It really just struck (laughs) me like in my heart of hearts. Um, Uh, (laughs) what a hilarious song is about a food fight. It's about a food fight. Um, standing here waiting in the same old line. I got to find something just to pass the time. Is there anything better left for me to do? <laughs> a food fight. Okay. Wow. Um, I hope they use this song in, um, what's that movie? Uh, the Roller Derby movie with Elliot Page in it. Whip It. I hope they use this song in Whip It because there is a, a literal, like, extremely extensive and huge um, food fight scene in that movie. It kind of rules. This is a pretty aggro food fight. Uh, grab a banana and rub her in the eyes. I hit him with an apple. I hit him with a pie. It gets very ICP. <laughs> yeah. People are getting their backs chopped off, um, etc. You know. I hit him with an apple. I hit him with a pie. Oh, my God. 
Um, yeah, uh, they've truly lost the plot at this point uh, yes. of this album. Because <laughs> this is like, it feels like they're trying to make children's music with this one. Food. Fi- I mean, it literally does, a lot of this sounds like kind of like Weird Al. And I guess Weird Al is like starting to be big around this time, or at least like, you know, getting some success. And God, it really just seems like the village people have been like a constant crisis of identity. And we we see like other manufactured bands, you know, and like to a certain degree, like Taylor Swift is kind of like a manufactured pop star. Um, sure. And like other people, we have Britney Spears, obviously. You've heard of the self-made man. Have you heard of the self-manufactured pop star? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but it's so funny that like, none of these like manufactured acts have had these, this like number of identity crises and just like flailing around, just like being like, what do you guys like this? What about this? How about a novelty song? How about a kid's song? How about if we're really mean to fat people? What if we write a commercial? Do you like that? What if we're not disco anymore? What if we're a new wave? What if we pretend we're spandau ballet? I I prefer it over like, you know, just albums of increasingly louder no homos. Uh, Yes, which we were getting for a while. But this is also pretty sad. (laughs) There's not not a lot to offer here. Yeah, um, so, weird, weird album. Um, this is their renaissance. <laughs> That's the name of this album. It is, I mean, it is very much like a, look at us, we're having a rebirth, we're becoming totally different and new, and, like, we're ditching the, co- I mean, it, it's like when, when Kiss stopped wearing makeup. They're like, yeah, this is the new Kiss, and we're not going to rely on these, like, gimmicks anymore. And they just, like, they just adopted, I mean, the village people just, like, adopted different more slightly more fashionable gimmicks and called it a renaissance (laughs) and there's definitely not a bunch of rebirths within this album yeah exactly Uh, it's definitely one cohesive idea and mm -hmm, identity yes that's for sure yeah it's a real cohesive song i mean it's it's sort of like a symphony with many different movements the whole thing just flows together um speaking of no homos we got victor willis back on the next album God damn it. I thought he was gone. Yes. It's called Fox on the Box. Um, And then we have Sex Over the Phone. And that's the last one. We only got two more left. Yeah. Sex Over the Phone. I'm excited to see what they have to say about that. About the concept of Sex Over the Phone. Yeah. I'm sure they engage with it on a very um, interesting level and have a lot to say about it. Um, And aren't just kind of like thinking of whatever random words that rhyme and just cramming them all together with a bunch of placeholders. Nothing in their back catalog has made me think that they would do something like that. All right. Well, Um. (laughs) (laughs) um, this album got... We'll get there when we get there. uh, It's got pretty bad reviews. It has a one star from all music. How many stars do you give it? This album? Yeah. Maybe we should do star ratings at the end of our our episodes. Is that a bad idea? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean... I don't know. The bar is low, you know, because like we fucking covered Smash Mouth on this album, yes. uh, on this on this podcast. Yes, right. Um, it's better than that. Uh-huh. Um, I this is probably on par with certain My Chemical Romance albums. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, other stuff we covered. Yeah, there's a basic level of competency here, kind of. Kind of for certain things in certain areas. 
Um, I don't know. Two? Yeah. I'll, I'll give it one and a half stars. I'm, I'm direct, de, um, deducting an entire star for the song Diet, I think. Because it is just like so nasty. Um, and also like, I don't know. Uh, goes along with no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Like, like yep. feeds into some of the toxic um, beauty normative like, standards and stuff. Yeah. Some of that like nasty stuff that can crop up in like the community of like uh gay males so yep um well thanks for listening everyone we'll be back next week with fox on the box um in the meantime you can go to our you can email us email at boxsite.website um you can go to our discord the link will be in the show notes um join it it's low traffic low stress good time we're having fun um uh you can uh, support us in a number of different ways you can write us a review you can do a rating with the stars. You can uh, share the show with people. Spread the word. Get them all listening. Get the entire world listening. I want to buy the world a, a Coke for everyone who listens um, to the show. Um, you should also sp- uh, listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. And it is and is about traditional musics. Yes. Um, and until next week. That's the uh, that's the plural of musics. Musics is yes. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> uh, until next week, I've been Maddie Hunt, and I'm a god whistle. And I've been Cameron Dewitt, and it makes me kiss. Did you realize that you playing your own samples, sound samples means that you have to keep track of yet another audio track? Keep track of it. (laughs) Yes. You have to have two (laughs) channels of um, the sound samples going, mostly filled with silence. (laughs) Hooray! Huzzah! And, and, ooh, you might have also introduced some brand new timing issues for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> where there might be like delays or audio channel like desyncing or something so this is gonna be fun, fun. I <laughs> i'm really curious to see how it goes for you <laughs>